Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strong. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, a man who would never lie about you possibly going senile to the police, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I'm sure a lot of other successful marriages started in a pool hall while listening to Neil Diamond. <laughs> that is a great foundation to build a marriage it really upon. Is. As two married men can attest, that's that's as good of a foundation to build a, a, a marriage on as anything you will ever find. So, uh, yes, we will be talking about the our next show, uh, Night Sky. So, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us part of your day. If you are new to the show, we hope you are going to enjoy it as we do talk about the first four episodes of the Amazon show Night Sky. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast, and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, 5 10 or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show, just like we are going to do right now with our newest patron who asked simply to be referred to as Jay. So, Jay, thanks for joining our Patreon at the $5 level, and we hope you're enjoying the Patreon-exclusive podcast that you now have access to. So, Welcome, Jay. Uh, if you can't... Yes, we, we are so glad to have you, Jay. So we appreciate all that you guys do. If you're a new patron, if you're an old patron, we absolutely do appreciate that. Hopefully we can start getting some of that money put towards some of our new equipment. So uh, if you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. And if you have time, write us a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you do, leave us a review over there. We'll read it on, ex- on air next time we record. All right, so like I said earlier, we are discussing the Amazon Prime show Night Sky. It's an interesting show, to say the least. So uh, just real quick, what are your overall general thoughts before we get into specifics about this? Yeah, really enjoying it. Uh, Like you said, very interesting. I'm like, boy, we can pick these mystery shows. That also yeah, involves yeah. some time travel, you know, aspect. I was like, I was like, this kind of feels familiar, but in a good way. Yeah, it really did. I, you watched the trailers. You're actually the one that brought this to my attention. So I, I had not heard anything about it going into it. I did not watch any trailers. I did not watch anything prior to it because I wanted to be as much of a clean slate as possible when I was watching this. And I think I've kind of figured out, you know, when I I heard when you told me that they were going to do all eight episodes at once, I was like, well, so why are they doing that is all eight, all episodes at once? Why did they do a range two episodes at a time? Why did they do Reacher? I think with this one, I think the reason why they have decided to go ahead and give you all eight episodes at a time, this is much more of a slow burn yeah. than uh, than like Outer Range was. It's a lot much more of a slow burn than a lot of other stuff out there. It's a good show. It's but it, it's it's a really going to be really hard to really talk about. You know how much I'm enjoying this, how much I'm not enjoying this because it feels like 
making those types of of statements about you know your overall enjoyment of it, and you have to kind of wait till you get to the end because because yeah. it, it feels this feels very much like Stranger Things season two. Strange, season one and season three weren't quite the slow burns that season two was of Stranger Things, and you you had to be patient with that. And you had to you had to wait until you got to the end where they finally tied everything together and everything you kind of invested in in those first like six or seven episodes. They brought it all together and they they paid it off, and it feels like that's going to be the same thing with this show. And I was looking at the IMDb; it's getting like it right at seven point eight or like that, something like that overall. But if you look at each individual episode, they're all high sevens, low eights. But the finale is at an eight point five, oh, wow. and it is the highest. So it feels like the the last episode is the most important. Did you watch all of them? Already? No, I only, wa- only watched the first four because I really did not want to give anything away with something like this because I would be, right. you know, I did watch all of Reacher, but I didn't feel like I gave anything away. Like, I would be scared to give something away if I want and to be able to separate them. The one thing I will say, I thought parts of the first episode and a, and a decent amount of the second, I thought dragged on a little bit. I thought they, yeah. I thought it was a little slow. Now, I will say three and four, uh, they had my attention pretty much the whole time. I, I'm not going to lie. The second one, I looked at my phone a little bit and missed some stuff. <laughs> and then, like I saw it in the recap, I was like, man, I never even caught that. But that's, it, it was a little slow. But when you have J.K. Simmons and Sissy Spacek and just how good they are, you know, that definitely holds it on. If, if you didn't have them or, or someone with their caliber leading the show, I think it would be extremely boring. Yeah. I think what you're one thing, let me go ahead and mention something you just talked about. One thing I never thought uh, that just never would have occurred to me. Look, Sissy SpaceX is good in this, but J.K. Simmons is a grumpy old grandpa is just fantastic. He I is. mean, I mean, he is absolutely nailing the grumpy old grandpa down to a T. I mean, he, I feel like I'm, I'm watching my, my own grandfather who passed away just a few years ago. I, I feel like that he is that guy from about 10 or 15 years ago. I mean, he is so good at that, just that type of a character. And it's just, he's, it's a very different role that I've ever seen him in. And he's doing just a spectacular job of it. I mean, yeah. it's just absolutely incredible. I actually, like I said, Sissy Specs is doing good, but yeah. he, I think, is still on the show. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote that down because even though he's he's like 67 in real life, I mean, in, in reality, mm-hmm. he, is. he yeah, has he is. never played an old man. Like, no, he really hasn't. I mean, like, he's Commissioner Gordon. He's ripped, you know, whiplash, any, anything you've seen him in. He is playing an old man here, you know, mm-hmm. and like my wife pointed out, like you can tell he is acting his butt off because he's like, you know, hunched up and he's like, like uh, walking funny and stuff like that, which you right. don't see. Cause like I, we were talking last night, you could tell me he's anywhere between 55 and 70 and I would be like, okay. Like, so it's hard to tell with him, especially when he looks a little bit younger, when he has a beard and stuff yeah. like that. But like here, he, he looks like an old man and we haven't, we haven't seen that before. I just haven't seen Sissy Spacek in a while. I have to go back and look. She was, right. you know, she was a huge star in the early eighties. Like she, oh, yeah. Carrie and then Cole Mazar, she won an Oscar. And then she was in that movie, The River with Mel Gibson. And then she kind of, just, I don't know what happened. Women right. have much harder time. That's the bottom line. I can't even imagine the eighties. And also she has an interesting look. She's not the normal 
everyday uh, like supermodel right. actress. So that probably hurts her as well. But she's so good. And also, like I was looking at her IMDb, I had forgotten that like she was almost almost for a while the go-to person to play someone's mom. She was the mom in Blast really. in the Pass. Uh, Oh, there were like three movies I'd forgotten that she was the the comedies that she was the mom in. That uh, I was just like, how how funny is that that they would have picked her of all people? Uh, but she has looked about the same since she was forty five years old. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, she has. Like like you said, I have not seen her in a long time, so it was good to see her in this in this role again. And she does. She's. I think this is a role that has that. That she has needed, just because I think it fits her well for the for the stage she's at in her career. Uh, she does this. I mean, she looks frail in in, in the yeah. show, and she, that's what she's supposed to look like, obviously. But she's she looks very very frail when she is on screen. And like I said, I don't know how old she is in real life. They say she's, she's seventy three. That's how that's, the, that's how old she is. Now she was in okay. She was in Bloodline, which I didn't watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, I think she was kind of played, uh, like the matriarchy character in that. Oh, the two comedies, the other ones I looked up Four Christmases. She was Vince Vaughn's, oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was Vince Vaughn's mom. She was dating like the 20 year old. No, she was dating yeah, his friend. She was dating his friend, like 30 something year old. Uh, and yeah, the, cause there was a very funny scene where Vince, where he asked to be called daddy. And he was like, yes. I forgot what I was like. He was like, I'm not calling you that. We were friends since five or something. <laughs> and then uh, she's also in a the in a cult movie, The Mom and Hot Rod. Oh, wow. I have not seen that one. Oh, oh dude. Andy Samberg, Danny McBride, Bill Hader. You need to watch it. Yeah, I've, not, I've not seen that one. So yeah. I'll have to go, I might have to check that one out. So. Yeah. But, but, uh, but this but, is a perfect role. Perfect role. Like you mentioned, perfect role for her. Perfect actress. And these two, man... They have, they must really like each other. Their chemistry is just coming off the screen. Like they look like yeah, they really a couple. Is. That scene where they're laughing and joking and they're going up the uh, the the ramp together and mm-hmm. he's singing. Like I was like, man, it is nice to see chemistry like this. You don't see it very often. No, you don't. And the, like I said, they do a really good job of, I mean, they, they feel like my grandparents. I mean, yeah. it, just watching those two, it's just really good. And like I said, I think, look, Sissy Spacek's doing a good job. I think it's, I think J.K. Simmons really found something in this, in this grandfather role that he's playing. Yeah. I, I really do. So, uh, you know, good for both, good for both of them. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's, it's harder to find roles as you get older. So especially, uh, especially so. for a female over 50, that's yeah. like, that was like, you know, the death age back in, they used to say yeah. when, when there wasn't shows like this yeah it was there, there's no doubt about that so uh one of the things that's interesting about a show like this and one thing that when i when i got when i first started watching it and i've really had to remind myself when i start watching a show like this is they're setting the first episode can sometimes be a slog a lot of times it can be a slog yeah. just because of the fact they are having to set up a lot, and like I said, I don't even know where they're building, what they're what they're trying to build towards in this show. I, I I'm not there yet. I, I don't know what they're going towards, but I can tell that just based on the content that they're building towards something. So they've got to take this entire first episode and really establish this relationship, establish what the dynamics are, establish what the how these two get along introduce this teleporter thing or whatever it is you know yeah. there's part of me that thinks this is going to end up being like a star trek prequel or something just because that that tele it feels like that this 
thing they have in their basement, which we find out is actually in other places as well, it feels like the, uh, an early prototype for the teleport devices that are in Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no telling. You brought up two very good points that I want to mention. You know, they are building something. You're right. And especially the episode that I was, you know, saying it was kind of boring. They really built, because then we find out about that, the mother and father, the mother and daughter, right. you know. And also, you know, we forget because we have such high regard. Severance, the first couple of episodes were a slog, you know, and we yeah, for, we forget that because we just have that memory of the finale. And if this one nails the finale, we probably won't remember that, you know, the issues with that as well. But the other thing, my wife, uh, Kim, that uh, I would just say, always, always so smart with her, her uh, mentioning and the stuff. She's like, you know, after Severance and Out of Range, I'm not even going to pretend to guess what's happening. that is a good piece of advice because like i said i i I, there's a part of me that wants to try to always figure out what they're going towards and at this point i I just don't know because the first episode it was what hooked me into this the show you know because i was when i was watching the first episode i was i had that in the back of my eyes like okay the first episode you know, I, I've get, you gotta get through it. They're building, they, you know, they're building because they're building a lot. I mean, they they're are. building up uh, the relationship between them. They're, I, I don't know where Byron's character is going to go in this show. Yeah, yeah. And but I think he's going to play a pivotal role somehow or another. It looks like it, and I like Byron. He's played by Adam Bartley. He was one of the main characters on Longmire. I don't know mm-hmm. if you watched that. I love that show. I saw a few episodes. Yeah, he was one of the main characters on there, so I was happy to see him. But I'm with you. They kind of. Definitely this last episode, for sure, feels like we're, you know, leading some. And the fact that they kept showing, he had about five or ten minutes of his own time in the other episodes where you find out. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, he's going to have a big part coming up. Right. And, you know, they introduced the idea that they lost their son, Michael. Uh, I I even skipped over the fact that they keep going back to their younger selves. So... I don't know how that is going to play into this, and I, I didn't write down the actor's name, but they the actors who play the younger version of the couple, they've been in a few things. So these aren't like just like just actors just getting their starts. These are somewhat established actors that they brought into this. So this whatever they're trying to set up with these younger versions of themselves, the, the Sissy Spacek, the younger version of Sissy Spacek is much more convincing to me than the younger uh, version. She, of, she of really is. I actually, I know she has some, Sissy Spacek has some daughters that used to act. I thought mm-hmm. it's going to be one of them. Cause I was like, Holy cow, right. that looks like her. It, she really does. Cause like when I first saw her, I was like, well, that's obviously a younger Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Basic, but I didn't think that initially when I saw no. the younger version of Franklin. So, but like, what, um, what do you do with the bald guy? You know, it yeah, that's true. To, you know. <laughs> it's it's hard to emulate that. Yeah. So, uh, but so they're they're setting that up. They're setting up the idea about Michael and how big of a deal that was to them. Uh, they've got their granddaughter that they introduced in the first episode, and how she's obviously going to have a, a pretty big role in this as well. I like her so too. I think she's doing yeah, a good job. Too. Her name yeah, is Kia yeah. McKinnon. I, I think she's she's very likable. Yeah, she is. She's very likable. I've enjoyed. She hasn't been in a lot, but she's been in enough to make you sure that you remember who she is. Yeah. Uh, so they're setting up all this story. They set up the the whatever the room is that they go to that takes them to the stars. And what they're building towards in that first episode, it makes you think that she goes through, and like I said, you, you saw the trailer, so maybe you weren't thinking this, but 
you know, I had no idea another character was going to get introduced at the end of the first episode. Uh, but so they're building this up and, you know, she's leaving this note for Franklin, how she wants, how she doesn't want to wait anymore. And I, I forgot about this. And I actually just, it just occurred to me. There's a lot of points towards the end of that first episode where it looks like there's this storm at their, on their version of the, the night sky. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, and they have gone back to it, but that's obviously got to, I mean, that, that obviously has to mean something. I would oh, think the, she keeps seeing a vision of it. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that. So I'm like, what does this mean? What does that mean? Right. Uh, so we have that going on. So she goes to the doctor and obviously the doctor tells her she is not in good health. She's in pretty bad shape. And she leaves this note for Franklin because she goes to the shed and she goes to the stars on her own. And, you know, they talked about at the very beginning when they first get there that, you know, they want to see what's beyond that door, but there's they, there's no way for them to do so because they put some mice out there and they died immediately. But she doesn't want to wait anymore. She wants to see what's on the other, door, on the other side of the door. So she steps in and it's this point you're thinking, okay, so what's about to happen to her? Is she going to get teleported somewhere else? Is she Is she, is she going to be able to walk out there? And then they introduce, we see the new character, Jude, who we don't know who's Jude yet, but that's what they brought in. So I was really surprised to get to find and meet Jude. What did you think at that end of that first episode? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Now, I, in the trailer, I think they showed Jude, but I will say, mm -hmm. you know, this was another situation because a lot of these shows also we've seen where they have flashbacks where someone's dead, actually. Uh, Yellow Jackets is a good example of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I wasn't for sure that she wasn't going to kill herself. And then, like, her part is played through flashbacks. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I was not sure that she was going to make it. I was interested to see what happened to, happened to her. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was a really good ending. You know, for you had set up so much... You you had you had shown the 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 planet where, wherever they're right. looking, and then to end it that way on a cliffhanger, and to have it where you can binge the next one immediately that that was that was a good move by the show. Yeah, and like I said, with this being such a slow burn, this isn't the type of show I think that people would come back to week after week after week. I, I just no. don't see that being the case, especially after but, two. I don't. I think you would lose people if you couldn't yeah. have it where you could watch the next one. And they do a good job with, with at the ending of each one. They give you something that kind of makes you, oh, mm -hmm. well, I do want to go ahead and, and watch that. And that's, like I said, that's what, going back to it, that's what the second season of Stranger Things did so well. I mean, there was a lot that you had to kind of be patient for, but the end of each episode was always something big that made you think, okay, well, I need to go right to the next one. Well, now I arranged like I said, that too. Yeah, Outer Range did that too, but the difference, Outer Range, though, had the explosive family drama stuff going throughout the yeah. whole thing, so it wasn't, you You could do that week to week like they did, because there was enough throughout the, the course of each episode that made you always want to come back for more. It, it doesn't necessarily, this isn't the case with this, you you may not watch all episodes, well, excuse me, all eight episodes at one time, but you'll come back to it, if you, knowing the fact that you can come back to it after two or three uh, the next day or whatever, it helps keep you invested into in in this show so uh, like i said just that first episode it's difficult to get through and second one can be too i don't think it's quite as difficult as the first episode but it could be a difficult one to get through but that that catch of introducing that new character who we find out later on is jude 
that was a, you know that that was a really good way to get people hooked in because it had me hooked in at that point. Because oh, like yeah. I said, I was very I was very uneasy about this show. I was trying to keep in mind, you know, these shows. This is what these shows have to do. They have to set up a lot of stuff in this first episode. But that end of the first episode, I was like, okay, now I'm in. Uh, and yeah. So let's go ahead and get into that. And, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to mention one, one quick thing. I think they had to because it comes up quite a bit in the next couple, in three and four. They yeah. wanted to really show that these two loved each other, like really love each other, that this is yeah, a good marriage. I think they really wanted to emphasize that. Yeah, because there, there's going to be some tension between the two of them as once Jude gets introduced to, into the into the show because they have because Franklin and Irene have very different takes on what Jude means. Obviously, and it makes a difference because Irene was actually there. At the stars when right. when she found him, and you know Franklin isn't com- completely convinced that that's where he came from. So uh, the second episode, it kind of did the same thing that uh, another show that we had watched. I can't. Uh, the tourists. The tourists. Thank you. It took us to another country when it opens up, and I was like, "Okay, what's going on?" Here? I thought the same uh, thing. I was like, "Good lord, are we about to get the cartel again?" <laughs> we did not get the cartel. We got. We went to. I guess, it was Venezuela, wasn't it? That they went to. Did they show that? I missed that. I think. I thought they. I thought they said. I name. read somewhere South America, but I, I I missed it. I think it was Venezuela. I could be wrong though. But I thought they well, said that's, it was that's in in South Venezuela. South America. So yeah, cool. it's South America. So, uh, but so we get all this stuff between, and I have the characters' names. Let me pull it back up real quick. Uh, between Stella. Stella and Tony. Yeah. Uh, Stella being the mother, uh, she is played really, really well by Julieta Zilberberg. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. And Tony, the daughter, is, I'm probably going to screw up her name, Rocio Hernandez, I think is how it's pronounced. She's really good, uh, too. Very yeah, good child re- actor. Yeah, she's a really good child actor. I'm guessing she's probably like 16 or 17, if I had to guess. Uh, but, you know, we get this story, and we're getting to introduce this. Obviously, you know, they're going to have something to do with it. And we don't really find out till after Tony has this has this boy come to their house, and it's, it's made very clear that they live out in the middle of nowhere, way far away from everybody else. Uh, but they're not going to move. And you, did you pick up on the fact that they probably had something similar to the Yorks in early on in this episode? I knew you knew the mother was hiding something because she did not. Yeah. She comes out of nowhere. You know, the, you see a room. Right. So yeah, I I knew that they had something. I, I wasn't sure it was going to be exactly like theirs, but you know, I knew that somehow they were going to be involved. Yeah, I wasn't. I knew that they there would be some tie to whatever it was we saw in the first episode. I wasn't exactly sure how it was going to tie together, but I felt pretty confident that it was going to be there was going to be a tie back to the room in some shape, form, or fashion. But what they do that's a little bit different and kind of, you know, raises your eyebrow a little bit when she goes down to to that teleporter room where they haven't really told us what it is yet. She has what looks like kind of a control panel or, or a battery or something, which they eventually later on reveal to us is basically a control panel. We didn't see that with the Yorks. Now, we just don't know if it's because they don't know that it's there. We don't know if it's because they haven't explored that much of it, but... There's obviously something different, and there's something much more purposeful in what the mom is doing than what the Yorks are doing. And like I said, so when I first saw this, I assumed that the, they would all kind of lead to the same place, but that's not the case, and we'll get more on that in just a little bit. But what did you think of 
what did you think of the introduction of these two? Well, like like you mentioned, I was like, you know, where is this going? Right. But then, I, but then I thought, you know, could they be Jude's family? Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that it was a possibility. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I was kind of interested. And like you said, when they show, you know, that like you the control panel, I'm like, well, this is different, you know. And yeah, then we, it was. and then we find out how much different it is. They can they have all these different places they can go. So that was that was very interesting. Uh, and and come to find out, Franklin knows nothing about any of, any of this stuff. Uh, no, he doesn't. And, yeah. It makes sense that they wouldn't, uh, because I mean, they just, it's, that's the, that's the part that I want to find out that, and that's kind of one of the things that I, I want to see how they play this out. I don't know if there's supposed to be more than one season of this. I don't know how well they wrap up all these storylines. And at the end of this first season, we'll obviously find out when we finish watching it, but you know, how did this teleporter thing get to the Yorks, because it doesn't seem like that's just something that would just show up somewhere. I right. mean, it's, I mean, whoever this group is that is organizing this, that, uh, that Stella is involved with, I mean, it's, that seems like a pretty important thing that they've lost or they have gotten right. lost track of or something. Cause well, I, I don't know. Maybe, and maybe they haven't, maybe they know it's there. I don't know. Well, Franklin, you know, even hints to Byron that they have, he's like this, maybe this was already here when we got here. You know, right. like, so he says that. So, you know, uh, I will say after episode four, I bet you they know where it is because we found out there's a, uh, they could pull numbers and come up with a random of where and pinpoint where stuff is. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. So, so, so I bet you they, they know where it is. So that was, that was interesting well. But yeah, um, it looked like Stella knows a heck of a lot about what's going on. And I'm just, yeah, I'm, she does. I'm just thinking out loud. You know, I bet some people listening to us know have watched all four episodes, all eight episodes, and are just thinking, "God, these guys are idiots. They have no idea." <laughs> <laughs> that is quite possible. It is very possible that the people are thinking that because if you if you're listening to this and you've watched all eight episodes, you're, you're probably thinking, "Oh yeah, you guys are way off." But cut, cut us some slack, maybe. please. Cut us some yeah. slack. <laughs> We're just kind of out here speculating. So, uh, but like I said, just like I said, it was it's an interesting idea like i said because I, I don't know how what the stella and tony stuff is going to how it's going to tie back to franklin Irene. obviously the room is is the central factor yeah. that it links them but you know how are they going to get from they're in newark and this place this takes place outside of chicago doesn't it yeah yeah uh, farnsworth yeah. outside of, yeah because so, we saw outside for chicago yeah and when stella put in you know to get to newark and then you saw her, you know, putting in whatever, I guess the numbers or whatever. And then you see that she's like near New York City. I was like, well, all right. Okay. I didn't realize yeah, we could you... be that specific. Yeah, I know. So I, that was an interesting part of it as well. It's like, okay, so she, she has a lot of control over yeah. this thing. So, and you don't really get that sense when you see it first, see it in the ep first episode. And it's interesting that... We haven't seen Irene and Franklin go back ever since that first episode. I mean, this is called Night Sky, so we saw, you know it makes sense why they call it Night Sky based off of episode one. But they haven't been back to that to that room with their their view of this other planet right. since that episode. So like that that's what I have found 
pretty interesting is that I thought that room was going to play a much bigger part. And look, it probably will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, I, I, I get that. But at this point, it hasn't played that big a role. Obviously, it's how they got Jude, which we haven't talked about. We'll talk about it here in just a second. Yeah. But them going, I thought they would make a lot of trips to this place. And that's yeah. not the case. It, yeah, you're right about that. that. I, I haven't thought about that either. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how they continue to incorporate it and what, how, because it, it, obviously it's going to play a big role in, in the finale somehow or another. I just don't know what that is yet at this point. So well, All right, let's talk about Jude. Okay, I was about Go to ahead. say, so do you think Jude somehow got outside and then came through the door and that's why he was out of breath and sick? That's what I don't know. I mean. They're, they're of course, he, insinuating that, which we cannot he, trust. Yeah. I mean, they want us, like, I don't know what to make of Jude. He's played by Chai Hansen, for those, if you're wondering who the actor is. His name is Chai Hansen. I've never seen this guy. Never seen else. him, but he looks so familiar. I, I, I mean, yeah, looked him up. I was like, man, I've seen this guy before. I had not. But, yeah, he looks very familiar. I, like I said, uh, if he's been anything that I've seen, I, I don't remember it. But he's, the way he's introduced, it makes you think that, he was outside the door and he got in. That's the reason he's out of breath. And when you see that flashback at the beginning of, I guess, episode four, where he's being chased by somebody, yeah. it kind of looks like he's on that planet. It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, but if what Franklin says is true, then it doesn't seem like organic things can live outside of without a spacesuit or anything, but they didn't have spacesuits on. And maybe it wasn't on that planet, but it kind of looked like it. So, uh, like I said, I don't know what to make of him because I don't think he's a bad guy. But see, I, I'm not sure about that. I can't tell yeah, him. So I, I've got some questions about it. How old do you think he is? Uh, my guess is probably early 20s. If I had to guess. See, do, see, I wonder if he's not from. So he has the coins that are from 300 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we going to find out he's really from that time period? Because like he had never heard of beer. He had no clue. Like, right. beer is extremely popular in Latin America. Right. Well, my question is, is he going, we're going to find out that he's actually from a future where beer doesn't exist. Okay. That makes, because I can't think know. of a time period where beer didn't exist. Right, <laughs> I mean, right, right, right. But especially the Latin people love it. That's, you know, yeah. so that, that was kind of, so I couldn't figure out like, and then we find stuff about his dad from like 15 years ago, I think it was. So I was kind right. of, I'm, I'm kind of confused on like, is that really his dad? I, I, and then, like I said, the fact that he had these coins that were, and they made sure to mention they were 300 years old. That's what I was right. like, is Jude going to be from that time period? So I, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by him. Yeah, I am too. I, I don't know what to make of him because, like I said, I, I'm not convinced he's a bad guy, but I'm not convinced he's not a bad guy either. Uh, well, he's, he's obviously been lying to Irene, and she finally figures it out. Yeah, she she finally does figure out that he's been lying. Uh, he's got that thing in his leg that he oh, pulls yeah, out, yeah. Uh, which I guess is a tracker. I mean, that would be kind of look like that, but yeah, but it had yeah. something like a like space or kinetic in it yeah. when it when it exploded. Mm-hmm, it and then he knew about he had the orb or whatever you would call that. Yeah, that's which. Uh, Irene like kind of experimented with on her table as she puts it on her table. Like Bye I don't table. know. Yeah, the, the table's gone all of a sudden. You know where did the where did the table go? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's interesting that Amazon put this show out when they did because it's got a lot of similarities to Outer Range. I know. I mean, I'm surprised so quickly that they put them back to back. Yeah, I know. I would have thought they would have done this 
I thought, thought there would have been some more space to have two shows that are at least, and look, they may not end up being similar at all by the time we get to the end of this yeah. thing. But as of right now, the first four episodes that you and I have seen, there's there's some similarities in terms of like weird things that teleport you right. and and other stuff. So like I said, like I said, by the time we get to the end of this thing, it could be completely different. But and look, there's enough differences. Obviously, you don't have somebody getting murdered and all this type of stuff in it. Yeah. But. Like I said, there's still just quite a, a number of similarities. I mean, you got an older actor playing a grandpa in this yeah. that we haven't seen. Two, two, two growly voice uh, leads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. And, you know, two actresses that we haven't seen in a long time. You don't see that much of Lily Taylor anymore. Yeah. And we haven't seen that much of Sissy Paysex. So, I mean, there's just so many similarities. Mm-hmm. I do find it interesting. Uh, when I was doing some research after I watched the first four episodes, this was going to be called Light Years. And I don't know why they changed the name of it, uh, mm. but they changed the name from Light Years to Night Sky. So I'm kind of wondering if we might kind of get a sense for what caused them to change the name of it when they first announced the project. Uh, that would be an interesting thing to find out. But like I said, I just kind of thought that was interesting. Well, I hope. Um, don't you think? Because that Light Year movie, the Buzz Light Year movie, is coming out this summer. I bet that's what Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. That's right. I forgot all about that. So, yeah, you're probably right about that. Because that's 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 going to be the bigger thing this light year. I mean, right. look, I, I'm I'm enjoying this so far, but it's not going to it's not going to match the hype of no, that. No, so. no, that's going to be. I, I'm going number three movie of the year of the summer. Yeah, pro- yeah, probably. So, uh, so yeah, so we get Jude, and you know he's got that black thing that that what looks kind of like a. I don't know. I mean, it's just like this black brick that he's carrying around with him that gets stolen by. By Irene's, you know, klepto former student that's yeah. uh, in episode four. So I'll be interested to see what she does with it and how that plays out. Because we don't know what that thing does. Uh, but it's obviously important. It's important to Jude. Uh, and like I, said, I just don't know where they're going with it. And I don't know where they're going with Byron. Byron plays such... I mean, he shows up so much in these first four episodes. Yeah. So he's got to have some type of a, a, a big role in whatever the story is leading to because right. he just shows up too much. And, I mean, he, he's a little bit of a foil for, for Franklin, but, like I said, I just don't know what they're doing with it. And I, I'll be interested to see what they do with him. Uh, it was interesting when we first meet him because, you know, the first way that you meet Byron is he's cutting the grass of – Irene and, and Franklin, which, you know, is a great, nice thing to do, even though Franklin hates it. He doesn't want him doing it. And you find out from Franklin and uh, not from Franklin, from Byron and his wife that they've, they had to move recently because the neighbors didn't like him. And like, well, this, he seems like a nice guy. He's mowing his people's grass, but you kind of find out that he's a bit of a butthole. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a creep, man. He's sneaking, watching you and see what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. So I mean, he's a butthole. He's 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 kind of a creepy person, spying on people. So this is why he, he they you can understand why people don't like this guy. I mean, he ends up forging Franklin's signature uh, on the petition so he can get on the ballot to run for city council. So there's a lot of things not to like about him, but you kind of feel like he's going to uncover something that's going to play a big part in this. And I just don't know what it is at this point. Yeah. So, and I, and I really enjoyed the Byron and Franklin drinking pool scene. I thought that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that was that it was, was a lot. Of it, fun. it was almost my line of the week when, when when Franklin said something like Byron was talking about he was the second choice, and uh, he was like, "Oh come on, man, you're a 
kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and they look at each other and both just start laughing. I thought that yeah, was that so was, funny. That was a good scene. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that scene a, a, a lot. So, Because it was interesting to see those two who have not gotten along at all. No, and just see yeah. them kind of let their guard down a little bit and you know be, be friendly towards each other. So that was, that was a fun scene to watch and to have it unfold. And, he, you know, like I said, I don't know what they're doing. Byron, I, Denise, she's obviously playing the concerned granddaughter because, you know, this is the parents of her father who the father passed away. Uh, we haven't actually met Michael yet, but for, based on the IMDb page, we are going to meet him eventually because there is an there is an actor who is cast as Michael. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll eventually see, see him eventually. I just don't know when that's going to be. Uh, but I'll be interested to see, because we don't know, how, do, they didn't say how he died, have they? I thought they said he oh. killed himself. Oh, did they? Okay, I, I guess I forgot that. And, uh, but yeah, so that, I guess that's true. So I'll be interested to see, you know, what led, I guess the, that's probably more what I'm thinking about, what led him to do yeah, that. Yeah. That's going to be what's, because how old was he? Because they said it was like 20 years ago, and, and Denise. She was five when he died. Okay, she was five. Okay, I was trying to put the, the math together, and I couldn't remember. It. It's, it's a lot to keep up with when you watch four episodes right, at right. One, one time. So um, so I'll be interested to see how, you know, how that came about, what caused him to end up killing himself. He was obviously friends with the police chief, or I right. guess sheriff. I'm not sure if it was a Thomas, which, which it was. Yeah. Yeah, and Thomas. that guy had to be about 50. So you got to think he was probably around 30 when he kills himself. Yeah, so that's probably that's probably a pretty good pretty good guess. We haven't. I don't know if we're going to meet Denise's mom, and she yeah. we may not. She may not have any kind of role. I don't know that she she there hasn't been anything that made me think that her role is going to be important. So I don't no. know that we're going to meet her. Uh, but it would surprise me. But there's just all these characters. We haven't even talked about the character that shows up at uh, Tony and what's her name's uh, the mom's name. Oh, Stella. Stella, we haven't even the, talked yeah, about the, the intruder. Yeah, there. what's his deal? And they haven't even said his name yet. No, just uh, a, he's just listed as the intruder on IMDb. Right. So you know, obviously he has something to do with this room, and there, this is when you start to really get a sense of what, how big of a deal this room is. Apparently, her family took a pledge to always protect this, uh, but it seems to be more than just them protecting a room it seems like they seem to be trying to influence things in some way uh the guy who they go to when she finally does relent and shows tony the room and she teleports them and she punches in those weird symbols that she obviously knows what they mean because i couldn't tell you what they were uh they look like alien symbols yeah I mean, they did so you know we're gonna find out we we, we see that she gets teleported. They get teleported to, New to Newark, and we see the guy that she says is with them. And I think he has Nick. a name, but I forgot to write it down. His name's Nick. Okay, so we we meet Nick, and he's part of whatever group this is. And I don't know what they're doing, but they're they seem to be working towards something. And like I said, I don't know what it is, but Nick confronts Stella about this, and he says, "You haven't." clued her in on what we're doing yet she's like no she's not ready and he 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 thinks it's a mistake he's pretty obvious about that and he's doing his best to to drop some hints to tony because he asked for her to get something out of the van mm -hmm. and he purposely doesn't specify which one which little crate he wants to get out of and when she opens up that crate she sees this you know this pretty heavy artillery that the guy's packing uh so he's trying his best to 
you know, uh, very slyly get her clued into what what they're doing. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of lost hatch vibes with this show, especially when yeah, the, I'm glad you mentioned that. The yeah. random numbers, we don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We got a van, we got machine guns. You know, there there's some kind of they think is a reasoning to do all this. Lot lot of lost hatch vibes. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned. That. I had not even thought about that, but you're right. There's there's a lot of lost hash vibes. Uh, yeah, uh, I, like I said, I just don't. I, it's interesting to some of the things that they've done, and I can't wait to watch the last four episodes now that we're discussing it because I would, I do want to know what what they're going with it. Even though it's a slow burn, it's it can be somewhat. You have to be patient to get through it. Is what they're doing is they do make you want to go back to it and constantly go back to it and see what how the story is progressing because I mean it ends the episode four I was like I had to stop there because I didn't want to watch any beyond the first four and also I was in a hotel room at the time and I was getting pretty late so I need to wake up pretty early the next morning I was like. I like. I don't want to end with 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 Jude getting arrested. I want to find out yeah. what, what what happens. You know, because I wasn't a hundred percent certain if when Irene sees him, I was like, I didn't. The look on her face it didn't tell me. All right, I need to go help him, or I just need to let him go to jail. I, I, I agree. Out what she I, was. I thought the same thing. I think it kind of looked like she wanted him to get arrested, so you know we could find out more about him. So that that was interesting. Yeah, and like we didn't mention the fact that she got in the car and, dr- and was started driving. I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. But nothing yeah. seemed to have happened, so uh, so so good for her. But I'll be interested to see if she drives anymore because like when she pulls that car, I was like, Ooh, I'm not sure this is good. And I, and I love that there's a town when you're drunk at a bar, you can just call the police to drive you home with exactly. no consequences. <laughs> hey, can we get a designated driver over here? That's send, right. Send so, Officer Thomas to come pick us up. You know, the, speaking of which, that so he goes to that karaoke bar and he meets, uh, he meets their granddaughter there, and she was obviously very skeptical about him coming in the first place. Uh, she didn't want him to be there, which was very much in line with her grandfather. Franklin had wanted nothing to do with. Him. I mean, she he even goes to the point where he locks him in his room. Uh, I'm like, okay, that seems kind of, and obviously it wasn't that big of a deal to you because he just broke himself out. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, but, you know, it sends a pretty clear message when you, when you're leaving your room and you lock them in there that, you know, you're not wanted here. Uh, but we also learn a little bit about you because Franklin goes and gets $5,000 to get him to go away. He's like, he's like, tell, you know, we'll say you conned me and all this type of stuff. But, as he's walking away, Franklin gets out and calls for Jude to come back, and you see this smile come on Jude's face. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that smile kind of says a lot. It doesn't say much, but it says a lot in, at the same time. Because it, you know that he was he didn't want to leave, but he had to do whatever he could to make Franklin want him to stay. And he's, he was successful in that. So I'll be interested to see where they go with this, because at the end of Episode 4, Jude seems like a completely different person. Because he's learned about his father and how he got arrested uh, for being homeless and all this type of stuff. And he seems to be in a pretty bad spot when he goes to this bar and he sings this song. Who I have no idea what he says. I would yeah. have loved seeing some, some subtitles on that. But uh, I'm sure there's a reason they don't give us those subtitles. Yeah, and, but, then, and we find out you know, he calls somebody. Yeah, he does. And they give him and the Latin. We don't know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> So, like I said, I'll be interested to see where they're taking the show because I I don't know at this point. If you've watched all eight episodes, you know, kudos to you because then you're probably either laughing at us or maybe who knows? Maybe you're you're applauding us for having some kind of idea of what they're going with it. 
excuse me. No, it's la- uh, it's laughter. It's complete <laughs> laughter. We are nowhere on the the right path. There, I, I know we're not. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we are either. Like I said, I just don't. And honestly, we said repeatedly that we don't know because that's. But that's just what makes that. That's what makes this show compelling is because it's and it's the difficulty of doing a show like this because you are they are putting a lot of stuff. They're putting a lot of stuff out there and you don't know where it's going, but you want to know that's right. and that's what you have to do in a show like this. You have to make people want to, to know how this stuff is going to tie together. Cause if you don't make it interesting in that regards, then, then you don't have a show. Right. And I'm, that's I'm, what I'm, with doing. I'm with you. You've got to make me want to keep watching. Cause there's too yeah, much stuff out there right now. Uh, you know, yeah, there really is. So, I mean, JK Simmons is always going to get me to watch whatever he's doing. I love, oh, yeah. he's one of my favorites. But like you know, you have this mystery. You're given the crumbles. You're keeping me in. So you know they're doing a really good job of that. Yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll, I do want to find out where they're going with this. I, like I said, I hate leaving the fact on the the note of Jude seemingly getting arrested, and I don't know if if Irene's going to do something to try to stop that, or if she's going to keep on going. So I uh, like I said, I'll be interested. Uh, like. And, you know, I don't know. And Irene's mad at, she's mad at Jude. She's mad at Franklin. Franklin's mad at Irene. So, you know, ending it at episode four is just, it's, it was a tough spot to leave it in yeah. because there's a lot of stuff that kind of happens. And looking at the IMDb page, it seems like the second half of the show is more warmly received than the first half. I mean, the first half, they were getting good reviews on those as well, but they were all like high sevens. The second half are all like low ways, like I said, until we get to the final episode, which was an 8.5, which is the highest rated wow. on IMDb so far. So uh, it makes me excited about the rest of this because it, it seems like the, the the second half of the show is better than the first half, and I enjoyed the first half. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited as well. I Actually, uh, I cut it off halfway uh, last night because I... I binge three and a half episodes and i watch the rest of it this afternoon and i was like oh man yeah i like where this is going yeah i do too so uh, like i said i it look and it could by the time we get to episode eight uh, we, we could end up hating it but that's the type of show this is but i don't think that's gonna be the case. if, if the rating if the ratings are that high for the finale i, I think we'll be fine we'll enjoy yeah i think so too so and like I said, I don't know what we're going to enjoy, but I think we'll end up enjoying it. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Do we want to do our weekly awards? Let's do it, man. Okay. So if you are new to the show, uh, when we do a season of a television show, if we have not completed the season, we give out three awards uh, throughout the week. And we start with Tyrion Lannister, which is the MVP of the of the shows of the episodes that we've just seen. So who is your Tyrion Lannister MVP of the first four episodes? So I went with Co here. I went with Sissy Spacek and JK Simmons. To me, if they don't have the chemistry they have, they keep you involved, but when they're not really giving you the mystery yet. So I, I, I think both of them doing an outstanding job. We've talked about JK, just what he's, he's doing things we've never seen before. And like right. you said, we don't get enough sissy SpaceX, so it's always a nice surprise to see her. Yeah, it really is. I just I just went with J.K. Simmons, but Co is perfectly fine too. But I went with just J.K. Simmons just because I thought he did. Like I said, I thought sissy SpaceX did a really good job as well. But just I was I was just blown away with J.K. Simmons as this character uh, because like it's just so different than anything that I've seen before, and it's just so natural. I mean, it's 
you know, it doesn't feel like he's acting at all. No. It, it, yeah. So that's just what's so really good about the, his performance in, in the show. So, all right, next is the Agatha All Along, the best scene of the week. What is your Agatha All Along for the first four episodes of Night Sky? So I know we talked a lot about how episode one kind of dragged on, but I actually thought it had the best scene, which was where Irene and Franklin are getting along so well, and they're and they're and then Franklin goes to sleep. She writes the letter, and then right. and then we find Jude. I just thought, wow, that's a good hook. For a show like right. this, because you've got to nail them on episode one. You have got yeah, to nail do. them. And I thought that was a good hook to keep this going. That was that was my Agatha all along up until, I guess, episode three, when Stella finally showed Tony the teleport room or whatever it is. Because that was the first clue as to, that's the first big piece of information you get in this puzzle is that, this thing can be controlled. This thing has some way of being manipulated and it doesn't just take you to some place in outer space. It can take you to other locations where these things are built and you can use it to go to those places. Uh, so like I said, that was the first big piece of information. And that's the reason why I ended up going with it as my Agatha. I almost went with that as well. That I really thought about that because the other thing was, it made you realize this isn't exactly what you thought it was going to be. No, it was. It, 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 you're exactly right. Because when you see that scene, you realize that this is something completely different than what you were thinking originally. And you, you still don't know what it is, but what you were thinking earlier, it's not that. So, uh, so like I said, that's the reason I went with those, but I think those are two, the, the two best scenes in my opinion. Yeah. All right. The, if you come with the King, you best not miss the best line of the week. So what is your best line for the first four episodes of night sky? Oh, I lost. Oh, it is nothing personal, Byron. I just don't like you. That was mine. <laughs> yes, that was mine as well. So that was when he was trying to get Franklin to sign yep. uh, the petition, right? Yeah, that was it. And it was just, okay. and it was just the way J.K. Simmons delivered it. And and yeah, exactly. Adam Bartley's face as Byron, he was like, "What? How dare exactly. you?" Know? So it was, <laughs> it was the delivery. J.K. Simmons has such a serious face, and he's so good at deadpan too, because he's good at comedy stuff as well. And just the way right. he delivers it, and just the way Adam Bartley takes it, you know, it's just, it, it's just a great line. Right. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I went with that one as well. It was just the, the standout line of the entire week. And it's like you said, it's just his delivery of it, and you know, because neither of us can can do it. Because the point where he was at was. He was at a place where he was really annoyed and it was like, I, I don't want to deal with you right now. So I'm just going to tell you like it is that I just don't like you, yeah. Byron. So that's just what made that line. Well, so he, he had the other great scene where uh, Byron waves and I believe, does Franklin flip him off? Does he send him? He gives him some kind of like, I don't like you yeah. look or something. I don't think he flipped him off. Okay. I don't. I don't think he did that. But uh, there, but you're right. It was definitely a look of like, kind of like, oh my goodness, you again. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we rate. We do have a rating system now. We don't rate the show. We don't give a final rating until we get to the end of it. But we do want to tell people kind of what we are thinking at this point. We have five different things that we can rate our shows as. 
At the top of our list is a Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, if you get a Game of Thrones on our podcast, that means you are among one of the best things we've ever watched. Uh, that's what the Game of Thrones is. Just beneath Game of Thrones is Lost. Uh, the middle of the road is Friends. Uh, just beneath Friends is Full House. And at the bottom of the barrel is Baywatch. Basically means watch it only if you're desperate. So what are you rating Night Sky so far in the first four episodes? Well, uh, now that you said I was desperate a lot in the 90s when I watched Baywatch, I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, so I gave it a loss. I think uh, I think the first two episodes... Like they they were they dragged on a little bit, but this could easily get to Game of Thrones. I think I think Sissy Spacek and J.K. Simmons are putting out uh, Game of Thrones, yeah. like like level acting. But you know, I'm I'm still hesitant to give it the Game of Thrones. I want to see how it ends, but I think I think it could easily get there. I'm going with Friends only because it's like I said at the very beginning. I don't know how to really truly. <sighs> give any type of negative, positive, total spin on this, because this is a show you really have to see the whole package, at least the way it feels so far. You have to really see the whole package before you can say whether or not you truly like it or you truly don't like it. Uh, and so that's the reason I'm just going for middle of the road right now. I mean, I, I, I've enjoyed what I've seen so far, but it's very much I need to see the rest of this uh, before I can really truly give like I almost like want to give like an incomplete. We don't have an incomplete rating on here, yeah. but this uh, nothing that we have reviewed on this show, on this podcast, has ever felt like I've got to wait and find out more. I mean, the Outer Range kind of had that. But I would there say was the, so, the, the Taurus was a little bit like that. Yeah, true. It was like that, but we covered that in one episode. So yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll, I watched. We watched all six at one time. But you're you're right about that. You need to watch the whole thing to really get a, an idea of how you really felt about that show. Uh, but this one is in those lines, and since we are at the halfway point with it, it's it's really really hard to say this is going to be great, this is going to be bad. If what the ratings are saying on IMDb, I, I feel that made me feel a little bit more confident. I almost pushed it on up to lost just for that reason, but you know, I still need to see it for myself to, to yeah. go ahead and give that. I could see this being a lost. I could see this being a game of Thrones. I really could. And you know, so we'll just have to kind of wait and see, but like I said, for right now, just because I don't really know where this is going and how they're going to tie everything together. I'm giving it a, a friends for right now, but like I said, it, it could be very easily go higher. All right, so here on the Man Attraction Podcast, we like to give our listeners recommendations for our first show of the week. What recommendations do you have for our listeners this week? I'm going to do two quick ones, uh, and they're on HBO Max. The first one is a comedy called Search Party. Uh, it originated on TBS, I think, and uh, I, HBO Max did a good job of picking up comedies that were on TBS, uh, Comedy Central that weren't getting the eyes that they needed. And this right. is one of them. And it actually is really funny. Uh, the most known person is Ali Shawkat from Arrested Development. You, you would recognize her when you saw her. But uh, yeah. it's, it is about these four friends and they're, this person they sort of know from college uh, disappears. And for some reason... Ali Shawkat's character is obsessed with finding her and it leads to uh, the the group kind of looking for her. So it's kind of Scooby-Doo millennial comedy, but it's, <laughs> it's really, really funny. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good Rosie Perez is in this. Uh, there's, there's some good like small parts. Uh, it's actually enjoyable. We watched the first season and then we watched some of the second, I think it went five seasons. 
Uh, I think it went like three on TBS and then like I said, HBO Max picked up. So I, I would recommend it. It's, it's very, it's very funny. The other one, uh, and I'm using words that are in the title, the other two on uh, HBO Max, it started out on Comedy Central. The most known person in that is Molly Shannon. She plays okay. the, the mother. So it's about this teenage boy becomes famous from YouTube, kind of like Justin Bieber did, where he became a right. like a singing sensation. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. about his other two siblings who were trying to get famous themselves and like failing <laughs> badly. So it's about their lives. And uh, we're it's two seasons in. One of the the writers and producers of Hacks are actually involved with this show as well. Okay. Uh, so it's it's actually really funny. I had not seen the the two leads before. They're they're very funny. Uh, Ken Marino, you know who that is? Comedian. I think I've seen him. He's he's extremely funny. So I would definitely recommend it. These are easy watches. It's two seasons, and they're thirty minute episodes. So you can fly through it, and and you're gonna laugh. Cool, awesome. I'll, I'll definitely check those. Out. I've heard of the search party. I haven't heard of the other two, so I'll I'll definitely have to check those out. So, all right, I have three for our listeners. Uh, the first one is the Batman Unburied podcast. I heard about this uh, last week. I, I wasn't familiar with it. It is now the number one podcast on Spotify. And look, I, I had no idea what to expect. I'd never listened to a podcast like this. This really this dramatized, uh, really highly produced type of a podcast. So I, and look, it was telling a Batman story. So I was like, okay, I really don't know what to expect here, but it's Batman. So I'm going to at least give it a shot. And it's been really, really good. It's got all the episodes. They're, they're going to do 10 episodes of it. Um, They've done. They do two episodes a week. They've done the first six. Uh, they release every. They release two every Tuesday. So they'll release seven and eight tomorrow. As you're listening to this, this is uh, we're recording this on Monday night. So episode seven and eight will be out uh, by the time you're listening to this podcast. In all in all likelihood. So uh, it's it's really good. It's a very different type of a Batman story. Uh, and like I said, just doing this as something you listen to is very different. But it's done really well. Uh, it's got some, it's got some pretty decent names. Uh, the guy who is doing the voice of Batman, he was the, not the main bad guy in Black Panther, but he was like the rival tribe. Oh yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, leader, yeah. The, the rival tribe. Uh, yeah, that guy's really good. Yeah. He, he's good in it. The, they actually do have a Thomas and Martha Wayne. This, uh, Thomas Wayne is played by Lance Reddick. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you remember him. Love uh, Lance Reddick. Uh, Sam Whitwer is the voice of the villain in this. Uh, Jason Isaacs is the voice of the Riddler. The Riddler's in this. Uh, so, now, like I said, it's got a, it's got a really good, strong uh, voice cast in it. And like I said, it's just really enjoyable. Ryan and I are discussing possibly covering this just because it is a it is a story. Uh, it is a narrative. So, if it's something that might interest you, reach out to us on our socials. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Main Attraction Podcast. You can find Ryan uh, Ryan Nell seventy six on Twitter. You can find me, Justin M. Strong on Twitter. You can also go to our show's uh, Twitter account, Main Attraction Podcast, and, and find us there. So like I said, if the, we're debating about it. We're, we're not, we haven't made any decisions yet, uh, but when this thing wraps up, there is a possibility we could end up covering it because it's just like everything else. It's, you know, it's a story that we would you know, give our opinion on. So uh, no decisions have been made, but if it's something that might interest you, you let us know. So, uh, my second one is I'm doubling down on something I recommended a couple of weeks ago. 
I have never look. I've always liked Star Trek. It's it's good. Uh, I've always you know I've always enjoyed their stuff. But you know if you ever ask me my list of my favorite television shows, nothing Star Trek related would ever come out. If you ask me my list of favorite movies, nothing Star Trek would ever come out. I enjoyed the movies. I enjoyed the television shows. But there's nothing uh, that just you know is like this is the best thing I'm watching currently. Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. It is the best thing I'm watching. I look forward to it more than anything else. And you know, a, a huge part of this is Anson Mount. The man is just absolutely incredible in this role of Christopher Pike. And look, Ethan Peck is doing a great job as, as Spock. Look, I know Leonard Nimoy is Spock. I know that. Yeah. But Ethan Peck is is making a case for like, you know, at least give me a little bit of credit for, for doing a good Spock. Uh, it's just, it's such a good show. And it's so refreshing because in the age we lived in, we talked about this on our Patreon-only uh, podcast earlier today, you know, it's different the way they do television shows today. It's, you know, you, you do like a 10-episode streaming show, and the entire thing, the entire season is telling one story that starts at point A at the beginning of episode one and ends at point Z at the end of episode 10. There is a storyline running throughout these this, this season of uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds that is kind of connecting the whole thing, but for the most part, it's it's a throwback. They they start each episode with a new problem. They figure have to figure out what how what what the problem is, and they solve it by the end of the episode. And they go to the next one. I mean, it's a it's a throwback. And like I said, it is just so much better than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, and I have thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed. It. So if you've ever liked anything Star Trek, go check it out. Like I said. This is the first time I've ever wanted to put Star Trek among my best things I'm currently watching, and it, it is up there. So, uh, last thing, <laughs> I would highly recommend if you're booking a hotel, you make sure you know what hotel you're booking. My son and I went to Jonesboro, Arkansas this weekend because he had a golf tournament that he was playing in Jonesboro. And when I went to book the hotel, I was looking at hotels.com, booking.com, all those places. And I saw for what I thought was the Fairfield Inn. When I think Fairfield, I'm like, good hotel, not spectacular, yeah. but, you know. Good. Quality. Clean rooms, good beds, yeah. places, good place to sleep. Yeah, so good good stuff, you know. When we get there, I realized I was at the Fairview Inn. Oh, and the no. Fairview Inn is nothing like the Fairfield Inn. Oh, uh, no. So, so, and as soon as we pull in the parking lot, oh, dear, what have I done? I was, like, I was wondering, like, man, this is a, I was getting a really good price on this hotel. I was like, this is great. I'm getting a great price on a, on a good hotel room. No, I wasn't. Uh, the, when, as soon as we walk in the room, there's this smell of, of, of cigarette smoke. I mean, somebody oh, no. was smoking like crazy in this room. And, you know, I, I really went to the manager like, you got to give us another room or give me some money back or something. And neither have happened because apparently the hotel was booked up for the weekend. And I was looking around when I first got there. I was like, there's not that many cars here. The next day is when there were so many people. And apparently, like, this is like the meth head hotel of Jonesboro. Oh, no. <laughs> Because there's all these people, and there are certain signs of people who use meth. If you know what they are, you've seen them. It's quite obvious. Like, oh dear, and like and they're they're all families. So I mean, you know, they have all their kids with them. They're all at the pool. But like, I was like, oh dear. And the kicker on Sunday morning, I went to go get our, my son and I breakfast. And as I was pulling, as I stepped out and was pulling out of the parking lot, there was like five cop cars and an ambulance. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, did somebody get shot here? What's going on? So, Probably OD. Uh, 
That's was your wife and daughter with you? No, they were oh, not. They, 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 had, they had to stay home for this, but it was just me and my son. But yeah, so like, I think that is probably intentional. They probably named that hotel oh, the way they did you know for they did. this very reason. But yeah, it was it 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 was. It was something. I'll, what I'll was the rating? <laughs> what was the rating on hotels? I don't remember. I just I didn't even look at it. And that, that's the next thing is to you know what, pay attention. What to kind of nutcases look at the ratings? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm reading like, the reviews, man. <laughs> like I said, I normally I just go by the price and the, the name of the hotel tells me a lot. And that, like I said, I thought I was getting the fair field in, but I got the fair view in. P- please so. read reviews next time you take your <laughs> your whole family somewhere before you get divorced. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so that will definitely be i will be a little bit more i will scrutinize those things just a little bit more going forward thank so. you all right so uh but those are those are my my recommendations going forward so uh just real quick before we head out uh we are going to be reviewing our in our midweek episode we will be reviewing the hbo max show hacks we're doing the first four episodes the first four episodes are currently out on hbo max so if you haven't watched them go watch them they're all about 30 minutes long uh so give or take uh, so you should be able to get caught up pretty quickly before we release this podcast, probably sometime on Wednesday. Uh, so, like I said, go watch that, catch up with it. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen the first season, well, uh, it's, you got a lot to catch up on. But it's so good. It's good. So, not that big of a deal. So, go watch it, and you'll and you can uh, listen to us talk about the first four episodes of season two. So, uh, anything else you want to add before we head off? Just want to thank everybody for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. I would agree with those same statements. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.